Haryom. We discussed till chapter 6 yesterday and today we will talk about chapter 7. If you take an overview of the first 6 chapters, Shri Krishna is talking about self-development. A development of our consciousness which is limited by our desires and ego, where we don't have control over our mind, where we don't have control over our sensory organs, where on our body, we don't have control over our thinking, emotions. So, Shri Krishna is telling to get control of all of this under your intellect, which is directed to Atma. So, we can say the first six chapters are talking about how to achieve state of Samadhi, how to achieve self-realization, Atma Jnana, Self, Atma. To realize that Atma, the first six chapters are dedicated. When you have this knowledge of Self, first six chapters, then what happens? Or on the process of this Self-realization, you are naturally also in the world, you are naturally looking around, what is happening? That is the subject from 7 to 12 chapters. The 7 to 12 chapters are telling you about the knowledge of the cosmos, knowledge of every object in the mother nature. Now when I am not self-realized, when I am still under the influence of my karma, krodha and my material life, I see the world in a way. But when I start looking at Atma or the spiritual dimension, my perception of the external world also starts changing. And this perception is what Sri Krishna has explained. How does a yogi, a self-realized Atma Jnani master or aspirant, how he starts experiencing the world in a different way? To explain that to you, I am just going to tell you some simple examples. A woman who is pregnant, for her the world before the birth of a baby is different. The moment the baby is born, the world for her looks completely different. Women change in a big way. They start looking at the world with lot more deeper understanding of life. This is one example that happens maybe for half of our population, half of our population is women. But others also, just other examples, say you are a yoga teacher, you are all yoga teachers. So you have been practicing yoga for yourself. So when you are practicing forward bend, when you are practicing shoulder stand, when you are practicing head stand, you know how to practice. But the moment you start teaching, you look at headstand with a lot different ideas. You start understanding other people. You start taking into consideration their limitations. You start taking into consideration all people who are practicing in your class. So your perception is completely different. In your office, if the responsibility changes, that right now you are working in a team and then tomorrow you become a team leader, 
immediately your perception changes. You have to think big. Your work, nature of your work also is little different. That's exactly what is happening here in chapter 7. When I am an ordinary human being, I look at the chocolate as object of my desire. And there is another object next to it, say some, some type of uh, vegetable that I don't like. So there is one object that I like and there is another object that I don't like. When I am in my material dimension, I differentiate. Yes, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Say take example of bitter gold. You know, many people, they don't like bitter gold vegetable. So say bitter gold vegetable is there and another vegetable you like, say potato vegetable is there. You see, when you are in the material dimension, there is a different perception. Potato, wow, I like it. Bitter gold. But when you have a bigger dimension, so you start understanding the importance of this bitter gourd and potato. You say, yeah, this is also important. And this bitter gourd is also important. It does have some help for, say, problems like diabetes. Or it does help regulate my digestive system in a better way. When you know this, you, when you know this your perception changes. This is exactly what Sri Krishna is saying. When you become Atma Jnani, when you become realized or when you are walking on the path of that realization, what you see around, how you look at it, the perception changes. And this is the subject of chapter 7. Now when you look around, what do you find? There are so many objects that have made this entire universe. Shri Krishna has used two words in this chapter, Jnana and Vidnana. Generally, Jnana and Vidnana both are understood to be wisdom. But here there is a specific difference that Shri Krishna is making. Jnana means self-realization, the knowledge of the Atman, what you call as enlightenment, the Atma, the Samadhi dimension, that is Jnana. And Vidnana is Vishwadnana, the knowledge of every object outside you. So, Sri Krishna is talking about Jnana and Vidnana. So, when it comes to Vidnana, he talks about Apara Prakriti. That Apara Prakriti and Para Prakriti, I am going to explain it a bit in a, in a, in a way where uh, you, can, you can make a bit more sense of that. The manifested world that you see around is made from eight components called Ashtadha Prakruti. And this Ashtadha Prakruti, this manifested world is eightfold. The first, earth, that is solids, whatever you see. Second is liquids, water. Third is fire, Tej, Agni. Fourth, Vayu air, medium and fifth space, akash, ether, five, sixth one is mana, mind, seventh is buddhi, intellect, 
and last is ahankar the i dimension so this ashtadha prakruti is what has made this manifested world this manifested world is one but there is a higher dimension in all of these objects which shri krishna called as para prakruti uh, this is more important for us to understand say earth is there okay that's apara prakruti but to the earth there is a subtle principle of energy that's active in earth gandha the fragrance the smell that comes of earth you know when the earth is there you spray the water what happens the smell comes have you ever smelled it so beautiful it just refreshes you a lot that's the life energy it's a subtle principle that's para prakruti water okay water is there but when you drink the water do you feel the taste of the water when you change city you go to different city does the water taste slightly different to you sometimes it's very refreshing what is this test that test is a subtle energy of the water the sun and moon are there they are the objects but there is a subtle element to them and that is their light and heat that reaches us that's life energy this test is also form of energy this smell is also form of energy when you look at the fire the heat and light is a subtle form of energy that comes to you there is active energy in that so that subtle active dimension of every aspect is what shri krishna is saying is para prakruti if you look at us as human beings this is a body physical body this is apara prakriti it's made up of prithvi aap tej vayu akash that is earth water fire air space these elements and mind intellect and ego that has made this body but what is a subtle element in this body that is prana the energy when a person is dead what is actually happening the body is still there eyes are still there but do you see the energy in the eyes the heart is still there but it's not beating the muscles are there they are not working lungs are there they are not breathing brain is there there is no energy for the brain to function that is prana so the prana is a subtle element in human beings and this subtle element list goes everywhere the people intelligent people everyone has some intelligence intellect intelligent people is apara prakruti and the intellect is para prakruti when you are doing tapas tapas austerities the strength that you acquire through that austerities is this higher dimension the mother is apara and para prakruti is the love of the mother to the baby to the child to the children the subtle dimensions of every object 
Look at these flowers. The flower has beautiful color and beautiful fragrance. That's para prakriti. The flower itself is a para. The cross expression. So now Arjuna understands that there are two fold existence. Apara prakruti, which is gross, and para prakruti, which is subtle. So he asks Sri Krishna, what is the relations between relation between them? Because you have confused me. He says, You're saying this object, that object, this tree, that tree, this, this, this is confusing for me. So Sri Krishna tells him, Sutre Manigana Eva. It's this para prakriti, it's this energy, is this active energy which acts like a thread into a mala. What's there in the mala? There's so many beads, but these beads are connected and held together by that string inside. That string inside is Paraprakriti and the beads outside are the objects of Mother Nature. So every object in this universe and cosmos is held together by one force that is Paraprakriti. It's not a different force. The energy of the sun is not different than the energy of intellect that you have. Is not different than the beautiful smell of that flower. Is not different than that refreshing taste of the water. So this energy is there in every object. And this energy is bringing that object Connecting that object to every other object in the mother nature. So when this yogi, the one who is, who is self-realized, jnani, atmatnyani, enlightened, he can easily find these principles. So when he looks at two people, he does not see that their face is different. What he see is they have same energy. When I am influenced by Apara Prakruti, I see, oh, he is from Israel, oh, she is from Kazakhstan, oh, he is from Canada, oh, he is from Italy, oh, she is from Brazil. This is Apara Prakruti dimension. Apara Prakruti dimension, oh. Like I feel hungry, he also feels hungry. Like I need unconditional love, the other person also needs unconditional love. Like I need to practice asanas for health, he or she also needs asanas for health. I don't see the difference. I see that energy that is holding all of us together. This is the dimension of the jnani, the one who has achieved the first six chapters, enlightened or who is walking on that path, this is how he starts perceiving the world. This is how he starts changing his attitude. And it changes naturally with the path of yoga. Sri Krishna has even given something very interesting which is very unique to the teachings of Bhagavad Gita. He says, now until chapter 6, Sri Krishna was saying that desires are your enemies. Desires will weaken you, desires will distract your mind, desires, uh, desires and ego both, karma and krodha, desires and ego. Now he says, every living being, the desire and the ego 
that supports the life is actually a divine expression. This is interesting. He is not saying it in the second chapter. He is saying it after six chapters. Because after six chapters, Arjuna has become a yogi. Arjuna has become a self-realized one. Arjuna has become enlightened one. So he has control over his sensory organs and desires and ego. So he controls his ego now. He controls his desires. And then he is saying that if you have these desires and uh, sexual desire and anger, they will actually, they are going to represent Paraprakriti. Because who brought this divine act of say sexual act? It's a mother nature's fantastic creation. You can't say it's a bad thing. If it was such a bad thing, the whole world would be without people or without animals or without trees. Tree also, also they also reproduce, animals reproduce, human beings reproduce. This is a law of nature. This is Paraprakriti. When there is a baby, birth of a baby, it's a beautiful celebration of the mother nature. The act that celebrates mother nature cannot be a bad karma, cannot be a sin. That's what Bhagavad Gita is saying. So now I'll just give you hierarchy. In this hierarchy of Sri Krishna's entire creation that he's talking about, there's one more addition here. Paramatma, the cosmic consciousness, the divine consciousness, the idea of God that people have is all pervading, immortal, permanent, constant principle beyond life and death. And it just exists. The manifested universe that we see manifests and then goes back again. Shri Krishna says that avyaktadini bhutani vyaktamadhyani bharata the consciousness, the divine consciousness makes this world manifest from nowhere. Ekoham bahusyam, I am one, I want to become many, came into existence. But then that entire creation, this consciousness again takes it back into unmanifest form. Big crunch, big bang, expression of the universe, big crunch. The universe going back to the source, unmanifest form. So that is Parabrahma. When that Parabrahma manifests the entire universe, the first creation is three gunas, Sattva, Raja and Tama. And these three gunas are called Maya or illusion. So these three forces, these three qualities inherent in the creation are responsible for this illusive force of Maya, which has given us this perception of the manifested world. And then this maya, these three gunas, three is three, three gunas, create two, apara prakriti and para prakriti. So apara prakriti I discussed, the ashtadha prakriti, the earth, water, fire, air, space, mind, intellect, ego. And para prakriti, the subtle principle, the energy activity, the life energy expression coming directly from the cosmos, cosmic energy. So this is how the hierarchy, hierarchy looks like as per Sri Krishna. And he says, when a person becomes jnani, when a person becomes realized, 
he starts perceiving the reality in this way. Let's discuss a little bit about these three gunas, which is going to come back again in next chapters. I'll discuss more about the gunas later, but still here some of some qualities of these three gunas are discussed. The first guna is tamo guna, tamo, tamas. Tamas is ignorance, darkness, conditioned nature. There is a stability in it, but there is resistance to change in it. Tamas is in every, every object. Any object that doesn't move is tamas. We also have tamas in us. Our conditioned nature indicates tamas, influence of tamas on us. We don't want to change. I don't want to get up in the morning. However strong good resolves I make, it's very hard for me to get up. That is tamas. My habits don't change quickly. I personally like salt, like bit more salt in the food. I'm trying to change myself for many, 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 many years. It's very hard. Tamas. It's hard to change. Tamas brings the heaviness and laziness. Tamas brings shape. Because there is stability there. So shape is there. So every object that takes shape, every object that doesn't change is tamas. It creates limitations to us. Tamas creates limitations. The next quality is rajas, rajoguna. Rajoguna is the quality of dynamism. The dynamic moments that we do, the the karmas that we are inspired to do, they all carry the energy of Rajoguna. The Rajoguna is the one that brings changes, moments. Rajoguna is the one that creates strong desires and ego. Kama, Esha, Krodha, Esha. Rajoguna Samudbhava, Shri Krishna says, Kama and Krodha are born out of Rajoguna. This Rajoguna is the one that breaks the barriers and limitations. When we say, I am evolving, I am doing this, I am doing that, that is the Rajoguna that is trying, telling, helping you break your limits and barriers. The next one, Sattvaguna, is the highest quality of peace and balance, is the quality of wisdom, the knowledge. It's the quality that gives a positive direction to our life. It brings that deep peace and deep contentment. I'm not going to say excitement because excitement is connected with Rajoguna. Pleasure connected with Rajoguna. But as pleasure is connected, sadness and depression is also connected with Rajoguna. Ananda, contentment, deep positive experience. A person who meditates feels that joy, happiness, but that's not excitement. At the end of meditation, it's just the contentment. That is Sattvaguna. A balanced, peaceful state of mind and body is Sattvaguna. But all these three gunas influence us and they create illusion. 
and because of that illusion we are unable to see our true nature that atma and also paramatma so these three act as a illusory force maya and every object every human being every life every thing in the cosmos is influenced by three gunas the whole idea of yog is to go beyond these three gunas and achieve that jnana that dimension of the ishvara the cosmic paramatma the cosmic consciousness or divine consciousness in in this chapter shri krishna has started the discussion that one needs to achieve that knowledge of the cosmic paramatma and that is our objective of life that is our purpose of life to realize who we are and what is our connection with the cosmic so in this subject he started with bhakti i am going to speak on bhakti a lot bhakti the word bhakti bhakti yog bhakti yogi must have heard about it bhakti is actually experience of oneness bhakta is the one who is not separate who is always united that's the meaning of word bhakta swami uh, adya shankaracharya a great yoga master shankaracharya he defined bhakti 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 yoga yoga roopa so he is saying bhakti yoga is nothing but yog that oneness of me and the cosmic atma that equality dimension that i was talking about in the chapter 2 is same that he is saying in this chapter he shri krishna says that there are four types of people who try and understand the paramatma he says the ones who try and understand me me means paramatma shri krishna is calling him a representation representative of paramatma says four types people try and connect with me and the other people who are influenced by kama and krodha don't even make an effort if they don't make an effort they get stuck in the cycle of life and death forever until they start making effort to know this dimension nothing is going to change in their life every day same get up work for the same money use the same money to make you happy with so much food or so much things and that that's it and they never move ahead their chariot because it's being pulled by five sense organs in different directions it actually doesn't move it just stays there doesn't move anywhere the chariot only can move if the intellect is looking at atma and the controlling the mind and the mind controlling horses putting blinkers on the horses the sense organs then your chariot can move in one direction and that blinkers is the direction of paramatma that is bhakti so where i am looking i am just looking at one paramatma that cosmic divine dimension and how do you find it you finding it in every object that i already explained the para and apara prakriti so it's a very practical kind of explanation that shri krishna is giving of bhakti but here in chapter 7 he is talking about four types of people 
who make an effort to come to him or to know him but the others don't make any effort but anyway let's see these four type of people and these in these four type of people we all will find ourselves somewhere the first is artharthi artha is material dimension i want something when i want something i make an effort that is driven by kama and krodha the kama krodha driven actions i am actually trying to have some energy that energy is the divine dimension when i get money it's a force it's a energy when i get something it's a energy when i eat the food is the energy so ultimately i am going for that divine energy in different ways the divine energy to fulfill my desires or my ego is artharthi first type of people second type of people is artha when they suffering physical mental emotional suffering when we suffer we try and get that energy to come out of these sufferings that's when people start thinking about higher wisdom the spiritual dimension when they are suffering buddha's journey started like that he was suffering he was going through depression that's how his journey started and many of us also do the same our journey of yoga starts when we are suffering oh why did you come to yoga i developed this back ache well is your back ache okay now yeah are you still practicing yoga say yes it became a reason where you are moving further this is artha when you need it because you are suffering artha type of bhaktas who want to find this the next one is jidnyasu jidnyasu is just i want to know inquisitive mind i want to understand what's the reality look at the scientists no no i want to know i want to know what's happening this is jidnyasu and all of us also have this desire we keep reading these books oh let me read this book what is it to do with your uh life right now no i want to know this people read this bhagavad gita this spiritual books people read this different novels they have this or scientists put in lot of efforts to know what is happening in that star how what 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 is happening in that star how is it going to change my life no but i have a desire to know this is all jidnyasu type people if someone is trying to find the secrets of the galaxy still they are trying to find the cosmic dimension they are trying to find the basic forces in the nature that is parmatma dimension so i am telling you all scientists are bhaktas as per shri krishna and the last is gnani the one who have understood the purpose of it the purpose of life they have understood who they are they have understood their connection and that's why they are just celebrating that connection by often connecting everything to that parmatma dimension so these four types of people are looking up to parmatma so i'm going to stop here with chapter 7 and we will continue with chapter 8 tomorrow hari om